Hey, I'm Tiffany Thompson, and today The Vocalist Magazine gets to sit down with the beautiful, amazingly energized singer, songwriter, to be pianist, and I might add activist, Tara Baswani. How are you? Very, very well, especially after that introduction. That was stellar. <laughs> stunning. Thank you. So how long have you been mastering the piano, let's say? Ooh, I started when I was nine. I stopped when I was 13. Uh, I restarted about two years ago, and it really is a, a fledgling passion. That, that's how I like to... Put it. Yeah, I, I, I'm embracing this reality at this point, yeah. Absolutely, and you've just released your EP. This is it, it's beautiful. Like, I haven't seen the physical copy, but can you tell us a bit about Quest Origins? Um, the CD, um, I, you know, everything, hap everything about this CD, uh, about this EP, about Quest Origins is completely unexpected. Um, the only thing expected about it was um, every single bit of my ethic that goes into it, whether it's um, using recyclable material or being completely astonished by the fact that I had to bring out a CD and going, I don't want to use plastic, mm -hmm. and then having to come up with a design that you know um, used artists that I love because I like promoting other artists. So we had a fantastic illustrator called Gabriel Aldama um, who came in for this. Um, it was the first piece of art that we produced with my own company called Lambus Works uh, with my partner. Um, everything uh, about this CD is sort of reflective of Quest Origins in that sense. Um, there I was writing a couple of tracks while on tour for a show and um, I was just absorbing these people's stories and putting them into whatever part of my non-genrefied framework existed uh, vocally, musically, compositionally. And it took a while before the pieces really started to, you know, become really clear and become a part of their own, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, you know, framework. Um, and there, therein lies the journey that is Quest Origins. It really was a quest. Um, it was a piece of music that started uh, with tracing people's stories definitely fitting into my background of rock, of funk, uh, but also my love for classical um, arrangements. Um, but no one, at least of all me, expected this to become a very concrete piece of storytelling. That and would it's only the first part of the trilogy, right? Again, huge surprise. <laughs> um, I sort of flow with Quest. Um, it is sort of um, a piece of art that keeps evolving in real time. Um, I started writing the first two stories based off two women's pieces. Um, well, one was a woman's piece, one was a nine-year-old kid's story. Um, but they would sort of become part of my musical expression while I was just fiddling around. Um, just, just, you know, really getting back to the piano, really starting to play instruments again. And going, wow, I'd love to play this out like this and that. And then very definitively, the more the stories came in, the more I started committing to putting them to songs, starting to you know, really build the characters around them. Um, I'm an old school theater kid, and suddenly these musical constructs started to become almost like a rebellious expression of, no, I don't want to fit into a certain genre. Um, yes, I'm Indian. Uh, I think fusion at some point was sort of expected, or that's what I understood from conversations with various other musicians or record labels. And at some point I went, no, 
Uh, no. No. <laughs> I refuse. I do refuse. Um, no, I want to tell my stories and I love, I'm, I'm inspired by other vocalists or other composers who often defy tradition. That's sort of been my story my entire life. And you know what? I'm just going to go on a journey and I'm going to take stories and I'm going to use uh, traditions of music that I love. My voice is never going to change at any point of time. It is unequivocal. It's going to remain beautiful. It's going to remain true, <laughs> for sure. It, there's going to be integrity attached to it. And uh, musical genres will come and go, but they will become theatrical constructs. And therein lay the foundation of me questioning my own origins and quest origins. Speaking of your origins, so you were born in India, yes. and you won't believe it, but she told me before the interview that she loves the winter. Yes, <laughs> so tell us, like being born in India, coming over to North America, tell us about that transition. Um, I grew up way up in the north in India, um, where the kind of a nomadic upbringing. Like, can you tell us about that as well? Well, my father was in the army. My mother was an educator. Um, they both traveled uh, out of duty and out of passion. Um, and therefore, we were in different spaces in India for, at different points of time. Education for me was something that was in the moment, uh, in the now. I learned vocalization with my mom initially. The, uh, my love for theater, my love for music came from her. But also, every single time my dad would have to travel or she would travel and move from school to school, um, we would be transported along and therefore folk traditions, uh, understanding the myriad forms of culture that is India, um, the diversity that came along with it sort of became my initial training in storytelling, whether it was with music, whether it was with literature or theater. And uh, the cold was really a part of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> as a good army kid, you know, we were, I was taught to just breathe it in, brace myself, never be against the flow, but always just embrace the flow that came along. And um, when I found myself in Montreal in 2007, uh, it was a climate that I was used to. I love to walk. I love nature. And I do essentially love the cold. Um, it makes me warm up a lot more. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. I, I find it romantic. I find the quiet of the snow beautiful. It makes me write better. So it was not a very hard transition. Um, Montreal's just been an incredible second home to come to. Um, it's just been all embracing. The people are really warm, so it makes the winter easier. Okay. And was music something you've always wanted to pursue? Um, I always have. It's just always been a part of my life. It was not a premeditated decision. Um, my mom always sang. Um, music is always something that's been solace, uh, expression, uh, it's always been the preferred mode of communication for me. My grandfather was, you know, he was a, he was a poet by fashion, so music was always in the house. Um, I started learning the piano very at a very very young age. I stopped learning it at a very young age as well. Uh, yeah, um, you know, I moved to the guitar very quickly, um, and that stayed for 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 much longer. Um, but theater and music just always took over, and um, music has uh, never been a conscious decision as much as a preordained uh, movement of life. It's just always been there.
speak so eloquently and so beautifully, and it's like you see the positive in, in even the winter. <laughs> like, it's just like something I admire, like, uh, and I'm sure that's like portrayed throughout your album. Is it something like yeah, a yeah. model of yours that you've always lived by? Um, um, no. <laughs> no, I do do the hangry thing very, very well. Uh, yeah, spectacularly well. Uh, my manager who is sitting here will vouch for that. <laughs> um, uh, eloquently, I hope, because that's sort of my profession, um, you know, for those of us trying to make money off writing or songwriting or um, at best trying to express ourselves through written and sung word rather than just, you know, sitting and communicating. Uh, it's probably a good thing I'm eloquent. Um, uh, I'm a fairly private person, which is kind of funny because uh, eloquence comes easier to me in uh, the format of written or sung word, I will say this. Um, but um, I think just being positive comes from a space of music or theater. Um, it's not always as glamorous as it looks. And I found that uh, the more relaxed I was, the more peaceful I was as a person, the more centered I would be, and therefore, the more in touch with um, my own emotional and physical state of being I would be. And all of this would basically come down to how I would express myself. And um, that's kind of how I like to sing. And I, I prefer that. It allows me clarity. Absolutely. Yeah. And you just got off this amazing tour across North America. Tell us more about that. Unexpected. It's a quest. Everything in the last few months has been completely unexpected. And I'm uh, so, so damn grateful for it. Um, I decided that I would um, just, you know, release this piece of music myself in collaboration with a bunch of artists that I like, a bunch of producers that I liked, um, instrumentalists that I was getting to know as I came into Montreal. Um, we got picked up and were distributed by a bunch of guys that I like very much. And um, again, nothing was really expected. And then suddenly we started getting picked up on radio in the States and in, you know, even in Toronto. And the last few months has sort of been more of just a scrambled reaction to that as opposed to this premeditated, well thought out of tour. So we've sort of been going back and forth to Toronto with a beautiful release over here in no, uh, at Nomad Nation in Montreal. It's, it's a little baby right now. Like, I don't know what to make It's growing. It. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we were laughing when somebody was asking us the other day uh, if we had more tour dates planned. And I went, no, I had a full-on schedule of recording dates from October to December planned because the musicians that I wanted to work with were booked months in advance. So I'm sitting and responding at this point. But um, most importantly... The tour has brought on some really amazing new stories and some interactions with some amazing new uh, instrumentalists, some, in, uh, some incredible new uh, vocalists. And that is what I'm truly excited about because I don't think I'm done writing yet. So specifically, who has influenced you musically? I think Joni Mitchell is a constant muse. She's embedded in my heart. Um, she's one of the bravest artists that I've ever listen to, and I can't ever get enough of her, Bjork, um, Miles Davis. Uh, currently, I think I'm completely enamored by Patrick Watson. He's insane. Uh, I think, you know, he, he's just constantly innovating, uh, and it's the instrumentalists that surround him as well. It's 
a beautiful violinist called Melanie Belair. Uh, it's his entire team of people. And um, I think artists who've constantly questioned their own form of storytelling, constantly pushed the barriers of sound, um, I'm fascinated by them. And I think they are sort of the model that I uh, prescribe to, yeah. And can you tell us a bit more about the Sophie track specifically? Very special. Uh, the only track from the EP that was written for a dear friend's daughter um, called Sophie. Uh, Jim was my band leader on the show that I was in. He's an instrumentalist I adore very much. And uh, Sophie was sitting with me on the beach one day, and uh, that was actually the first song to be written for the EP. Um, it's uh, also the first animation video that we started working on two years ago with this absolutely crazy idea of questioning. I don't know why I have to question everything. It makes life very difficult for everyone around me. Um, we started questioning the process of animation, and... Um, I'm very excited because we will be releasing uh, the animation video for Sophie, which is chapter two from the animation video of Breakdown, which we have just released. But it is my ode to the little prince, to every single little person um, who becomes a grown-up at some point, and it's sort of a wish for naivety to sort of embrace wisdom, which basically comes down to the third metaphor of quest, which is for us to come together as humans. Um, and really question our own space in this time and age because there isn't much else left for us to do. So that is Sophie. Sophie is sort of um, our ode to humanity at this point of time and she's coming up in a few months. Um, what can we expect next? What are you going to be working on in the next few months besides the workshops and staying in Montreal for a bit? What Very excited about that, yeah. It's going to be a while, but um, I will say that were three out of six stories done, because uh, I don't know if it'll be six or four. I, I refuse to hold myself down. Uh, it, um, I am toying with the idea of it either being two EPs or an LP. I don't know. We'll let the music speak for itself. But definitely more music, definitely more live playing, which is something that is my first love that I haven't been able to do for the last few months, ironically, because uh, <laughs> I was promoting the music that I just made. Um, definitely um, a video that I'm extremely excited about. I'm looking forward to being in Montreal and at some point taking the project to India. I want to be home, whether it is Montreal or India, over the next few months. Um, going back to teaching um, through the songs and through a workshop that we're extremely excited about because we're bringing physicality, psychology. Um, so I'm sure we all want to know um, what are your tips to success? Tips to success, um, live calm, live strong. Um, there is no shortcut to hard work and discipline. Everything is about hard work and discipline and having the best people uh, around you day in and day out. I think that is truly the strongest tip for success. Surround yourself with the people who love and inspire you the most. So um, I just want to wrap this up by saying thank you and your energy is truly beautiful. Like, it's definitely inspiring. Well, because everyone comes around. Thank you for being such a cool sister today. Mm -hmm.